Now, you heard also the piece uh, where we, that, that, that we played of the newly elected president, Cyril Ramaphosa, where he says you want to revitalize the economy. Um, now, given that insert and, and from the newly appointed ANC's president's speech, why do you think there's so much romance in the air, so to speak, between business and Ramaphosa? Even the RAND lifted its head uh, at his election. Uh, Mr. Ramaphosa has got a very, very good uh, character, not only in business, but I think in the broader South African community. A community leader coming uh, based in Shawelo, a built uh, trade union called National Union of Mine Workers, um, and very much engaged in the building of COSATU, um, and the broader mass democratic movement against apartheid, and a very skillful negotiator uh, in the transition towards our democracy, and uh, one of the organs of our current constitution, and a successful businessman thereafter. So he's someone that all of us know. He resonates not only uh, with business, but I think uh, with uh, with uh, the ANC allies in the trade movement, but also the community having worked very hard in Soweto, uh, particularly in the difficult times of apartheid. How long do you think, though, this honeymoon period is likely going to last, given the fact that Ramaphosa takes his mandate and his cue from the ANC, and as a result, there will be resolutions of his party that he will have to implement, like the land issue, expropriation without compensation, which could stymie economic growth? Well, in fact, I mean, we're very encouraged that in the 23 years where the ANC has been the governing party, uh, with very progressive and redistributive uh, policies, but because uh, it lacks capability, uh, it lacks um, a lot of focus and understanding around the material conditions facing its own consequences, as well as the broader society and our economy. Therefore, its record as a movement, the ANC, has failed. So these policies and resolutions, which look very populist, uh, such as the land, um, which talks about property rights in the Constitution, um, as well as the whole focus around um, strengthening the state-owned enterprises, which, in fact, the ANC in the past 20 years has destroyed those institutions which are critical to the mineral as an energy complex of the operatory regime. So really, this is just talk until the ANC finds itself and has got people that are capable. I mean, if you look currently... Uh, when the commodity prices have risen tremendously everywhere and the economy is expected to grow as 4% globally, the South African uh, ANC-led government has adopted very backward policies uh, in the name of redistribution through its money, uh, Charter 3, and undermining the sector completely. So this is what you talk about, about the ANC being very good politically and extremely poor in economic implementation of its resolution and running a very strong African diversified economy. How often do you think he's going to find himself, though, at the opposing ends with his party when trying to push for good governance as well as a solid economy? Well, in fact, he's got his work cut out because we know that the, 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 the current president of the country uh, faces about seven eighty-three charges and has really continued uh, to, uh, to, to get judgments against him and appealing against those. Not only that, he's been part and parcel of doing nothing when there's evidence against state corruption, such as uh, Muslims one as involvement uh, in using public funds to fund a private wedding. So 
Mr. Ramaphosa has got his work cut out. The first real thing to do is to make sure that we strengthen our prosecuting authority by appointing the right person so that uh, he, he, as well as our prosecuting authorities, got power to start doing the right thing by bringing those that are looking our state resources. We're supposed to go to the people and addressing these inequalities that the ANC spoke so proudly of in the conference. So uh, we'll, we'll charge Mr. Ramaphosa according to whether he appoints the right person on the processing authority and whether there's action in the next four months around Mr. Mr. Zuma, our president, uh, given the fact that he's conflicted parallel as far as uh, making decisions relating to the capture, given uh, his uh, name being mentioned in the report, as well as the 783 charges that have not been brought to him due uh, to his relationship with Mr. Abrams. Now, we are just emerging from that technical recession. We're also facing possible downgrades. Right now, it seems like there's, there, there's, there, there's some moves from the ratings agencies to, to give us maybe a skip. Do you think that that will last and, and, and that, we, that we would be able, or what has Ramaphosa got to do now in order to make sure that we are not downgraded even further? In fact, he has to work with the president and tell us how is he going to finance uh, the free education uh, policy, which came out on a holiday uh, on the eve of the ANC conference, when all of us were expecting something different in an attempt to influence the outcome of the election to get his ex-wife appointed. So he, he's, he's got to ensure that, you know, that given the fact that our state resources, particularly our uh, revenue collections have declined to low economic growth, and, and the fact that there's pressure on the fees cost. He's got to tell us how he's going to fund it. And given the whole, how going forward is the ANC-run uh, government going to ensure that we don't, we don't slip into uh, going with our knees down to the IMF to take control of, of how we run the economy? So that policy stance, which is very important within the next few weeks, so that you tell us how we're going to fund that education. Uh, and if you're taking away from other areas, how these areas are going to be impacted on. So I think for us, as those who are involved in business, we think that's very important to tell us how that's going to happen. Otherwise, what we see with these ANC populists, which are very attractive uh, on paper, but very bad in economics, uh, how he funds that and how he ensures that we don't undermine our higher education system, given the fact that the primary and high school education level has been destroyed by the ANC in the past 23 years. So is this another attempt by giving education uh, to destroy the higher education level, uh, given the ANC poor track record in the past 23 years, to really make a huge difference in African people who remain unemployed, who remain poverty-stricken, and are marginalized in a society that's run by a black government for the past 23 years? Mm-hmm. In closing, Mr. Mondi, where do you think he should start and fix this ailing economy? Firstly, firstly for to build confidence, uh, we need to understand that uh, whoever pays the law pays. So we need to see him appointing the right uh, the person in the public prosecution uh, arena. Once that is done, we need then that person start charging those that we know that are um, are, are guilty because we've got evidence. I mean, the academics have done some work around what happens, how the state has been captured. So it's to follow through on those. That will send a very strong signal positively, domestically, that at last 
action and the rule of law is being brought to South Africa. Therefore, South Africa will do better, given the fact that it's now addressing a lot of these constitutional matters that impact on people. And once that is done, we expect that rating agents like Moody's will give us the benefit of the doubt. The second thing is closing the hole. How is that free aviation going to be funded? Uh, and appointing a team that will assist the ANC in looking at the viability of taking land away from people without compens- compensation, once ensuring that there's food security, that there is uh, an agreement across society, a new social contract to work together to redress land, hung- land hunger, and as well have people very strong around him that not only appeal to the ANC, but appeal to broader masses of our society, including investors. Because at the moment, the ANC under Zuma has lost a lot of credibility because of the people are there. Whether it's incidents is one, it's a Malusi Kikaba, we remain very skeptical about their credibility and whether they've got the interests of South Africa at heart, including the president. So, Justin, I, didn't, I did say in closing, but in, in your view, then, political and policy certainty is one of the things that need to be top of mind. That's the key. Without that, uh, um, Mr. Ramaphosa will just be, uh, will be very different from President Zuma because, you know, he's a better man, he's a better manager, he understands the economics, understands the politics, and he's got the interest of Africa at heart. I think that's why he moved from business back to politics. He's having a love of his country, given the poor economic management by President Zuma in the past 10 years. I thank you so much for your time, sir, and joining us on the line. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Uh, that's uh, his take on, on the issues within the African National Congress from economic perspective, economist and senior lecturer at WITS, Lumkile Monde. Now, joining us on the line to help us look at how the social media reacted to the ANC's 54th uh, elective conference, we joined on the line by the managing director of Hashtag South Africa, Comrade David. A very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning, Albert. Good morning, listeners. It's, uh, it's another great uh, weekend in South Africa. Now, first and foremost, Gamera, share with us how far across the world was the ANC conference discussed on social media, and, and what was the main interest? Well, so this, uh, we've reached over 50 million people during the time of the conference. Uh, communication reached all major continents. Uh, I remember the last time when I spoke to you, it was just reaching the United States. Uh, and the results of this, this actual hashtag in this conference actually you know, assisted in boosting the economy. Um, so it created a lot of global attention and awareness. Mm-hmm. Now, according to your observation, how was the closing speech of the newly appointed president received? The conversation and the sentiments online were quite neutral. Uh, there was a bit of spikes in, in, in negativity, uh, a lot of shown of, of positivity. But the general sentiment has been fairly neutral from, uh, from the social media community. Mm-hmm. I, people, I think people are looking very uh, optimistic about the whole approach of what's happening right now. Was there a lot uh, of focus on the, uh, the policy conference that, or the policies that came out of the conference? A lot of it was focused more on uh, the top six uh, appointments, uh, who the who NECs are, uh, as well as uh, NDZ versus uh, CR17. Uh, but majority uh, of the sub-hashtags that, took, uh, that, that, that trended with ANC 54 was CR17. Mm-hmm. Now, ANC was all over the place, from radio to television mm. and even social media. And, and, and looking at that, was, if you look at, at, at your charts, uh, does it suggest that the ANC was top of mind of all South Africans? It's, it, it pretty much seems so. 
So Twitter, uh, I was monitoring these hashtag trends on a daily basis every few hours. And hashtag NC54 was ranked number one all the time. Uh, subsidiary hashtags were around the ministers and delegations that were at the event. And then once or twice, we had some other additional trends pop up. While I was checking out South Africa's trends, I was also logging into each other major country around the world. And ANC 54, Silver Ramaphosa, was actually within the top 10 trends of those countries. So for, for a moment in time, South Africa was on the global charts. Hmm. Uh, and we were, we were seen um, uh, as, as a light of change, as a new, con- uh, a new president coming in. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking, referring to legacy of Nelson Mandela and our Sol Ramaphosa. So I guess uh, it looks like a very bright future ahead after Christmas for South Africa. Well, top 10 and giving this experience, how much influence do you think then, uh, or would you say that social media has on politics in general? Well, social media plays, uh, I, I see it's been playing quite a vital role because it's reaching the consumer and it's reaching the citizen right in their mobile, within their pockets. Uh, Based on keywords and messages that they're pushing out, uh, political parties can actually send key messages to those individuals, whether they be in a specific province or region or age group, or based on things they like. Uh, Some countries, I believe in Africa, when they ran their elections, some of them froze uh, social media or shut down the Internet because opposition parties were winning based on social media. So uh, it's truly given the power to the people, and I'm looking forward to see what South Africans are going to be coming up with by 2019. But I believe 2018 is going to be a very important political year and so for social media. From where you sit, are are politicians Mm. using the mediums of social media effectively? No, no. no. Yes, they are using it. Uh, Effectively, I would not say as yet to the extent of global nations. I believe as South Africans, we still have a long way to go. But the efforts are being put in place, videos are being produced, um, transparency is being shared. Certain ministers are using their own Twitter accounts uh, to respond to citizens. So we are definitely getting closer uh, to where things are, and I believe the next year is really going to be up in everyone's game. I guess everyone needs to really come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. I guess the days of being, uh, being a person in authority saying things and not being actively involved in these platforms... Uh, will be to, to, to the loss. Look, even the U.S. president himself tweets on a daily basis, and, which that, and that affects markets daily. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say, now reflecting on the social media trends, that politicians really listen to the concerns mm-hmm. raised on, on this particular platform? Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it is seen as a, as a media outlet. Uh, uh, it's not truly being embraced for what it is as yet. Uh, so that's why we always advise our clients and media's like, guys, you know, you need to have a screen up in your office or at your reception to your lobby. You need to be looking at what was the daily trend that took place yesterday, what are the updates. And the faster you respond to situations, uh, the easier it is for you to ensure, you know, confidence out there. And if it's not done directly from a ministry, all you can simply do is uh, we note your message has come through uh, we will get back to you shortly, you know. And uh, I believe a lot of people have been doing it as well. 